Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Imagine if California's high-speed rail was just a year away from being completed, like it was supposed to be. You could head down to L.A. from San Francisco in less than three hours. Bay Area supercommuters from the Central Valley would have a short commute. There's even a new metropolis that forms out in Fresno. We are nowhere near that fantasy. And Governor Gavin Newsom gave an iffy response in his State of the State address as to whether California would ever get there, which doesn't make people happy in the Central Valley, where the only rail is being built. I think there's just a lot of doubt because it's kind of anybody's guess what's going to happen. Today, what up with California's high-speed rail? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. How often do conversations about the high-speed rail come up in the Central Valley? Constantly. Constantly. And more so than when I'm actually reporting on it. Alex Hall is KQED's Central Valley reporter. And she says whether she's out at a grocery store or just talking to people on the street, the high-speed rail is the topic of conversation in Fresno, where she lives. A lot of those times I'm thinking like, man, I really wish I had my microphone and my recorder because this is like, this is what people think and say about the high-speed rail all the time. The high-speed rail was supposed to create the fastest train in the country, above 200 miles per hour. People were excited about the possibilities when the idea was first introduced and voters voted on it back in 2008. Not everybody liked it, but 53% of voters did pass almost $10 billion in bonds to support building it. So I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to say that I know very little about the high-speed rail. I know that we talk about it like it is this super fast bullet train that's going to jam through the state. It will risk riders from downtown Los Angeles to downtown San Francisco in just over two and a half hours. What do voters think that they're going to be getting? The pitch was San Francisco to L.A. in little more than a decade. California's high-speed train system will be the largest public works project undertaken in the state in 50 years. The projected cost for the whole project was supposed to be $34 billion, more or less. Now, the current plan is to get a train up and running from Merced to Bakersfield by 2028. And right in the middle of that is Fresno. This section that the state is focusing on, Merced to Bakersfield, is only about 170 miles of the project. Here we are at the uh, San Joaquin River. This is the largest construction site that we have. I went on a tour with the High Speed Rail Authority. 
Can you tell me your full name and your title? Uh, Diana Gomez, Central Valley Regional Director. How long have you been in this position? I, uh, this uh, year will be seven years. She's an engineer with local roots. It's a long time. Yes, a long time. <laughs> I couldn't wear my headphones because they wouldn't fit under a hard hat, so I had to put in the little earbuds. <laughs> what did they want to show you? Diana Gomez gave me actually a lot of information. So as I mentioned, this is the largest um, construction site that we have. That's where we started the tour. We have over 21 sites along the 119 miles. So we have construction in Madera County, Fresno County, Kings County, Tulare County, and Kern County. It looks like dispersed construction projects all along Highway 99. There's a, a viaduct that's being constructed that crosses the San Joaquin River. Drivers, as they're coming into Fresno, as soon as you see the sign that says, welcome to Fresno, you look to the left and there is a freeway overpass that just abruptly ends midair. So here's the bridge. You could see this is the San Joaquin River Bridge. And then, so the Perga, we, the, our tracks would be right on top of that. And that is the high-speed rail, as it stands now. You could see big portions of the structure here, and eventually here we'll see an arch over the river. We stood next to um, this ledge. It looks like um, a really high like freeway bridge and there are construction workers who are inside. You can't really see them. They come out every now and then. She explained to me that they were building base of the track. One thing about the rail that I do know is that one of the biggest problems has been the cost, which is apparently nowhere near what voters first approved back in 2008. What are the cost estimates now? It's changed a lot. The most recent cost estimate for the entire San Francisco to L.A. path is $77 billion, more or less. $77 billion? That's more than double. What happened during that time? That's a good question. I asked Diana Gomez about that. So why has the cost gone up so much? And she said several reasons. Number one, they're using a design-build model. We got a, a contractor that is designing and building at the same time, and there was a lot of unknowns uh, within, you know, within the project, you know, as the design was being evolved and then having to deal with some of our third parties. You know, so they started building before they had acquired all of the right-of-way, before they had acquired all the land that they needed. Oh, man. Right. So, and they've acknowledged that that's been a problem. Is that particularly disruptive to the Central Valley because there's so much farmland and just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a huge issue. It's a passionate issue. It's just very emotional and touchy. I talked to Joanna Spence, who has worked um, for Parishon Farms for over 20 years in the office. How many um, acres do you farm here? Out here, we have little over 500. She's the farm's bookkeeper. And um, she explained to me that High Speed Rail Authority approached the farm years ago and said, you know, this is the land that we need to acquire from you for construction. They had wanted to just come in and 
um, take out the trees for all of that. But part of the agreement was that the trees wouldn't be removed, that we would be notified 30 days. Eventually, they had to clear to, out um, a really wide dirt path in the middle of their almond trees. So they had to take out roughly 50 left. acres of almond trees. You can see where there's tape and stuff, and there's kind of open ground right next to the road. That's where we used to have trees, and it's just filled with weeds. And, and go up a little bit farther, and on the right-hand side, you'll see Road 32. And then you'll see all this open stuff that used to be trees, all the, almost all the way to the edge of the road, except for, you know, where Women's we are very lucrative, so yeah. it's a big deal. She pointed out to me that in one area where they took out all these trees years ago, construction still hasn't started. And they've still done nothing except for let it go to weeds and, and stuff. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Angry. Angry. And he's right. You know, and he was right to fight for this. But, you know, they'll probably build part of it and then they'll, you know, go away. But he's right to be angry. I'm angry. It's like we could have been farming those trees and making more money for the ranch, you know. In another area, after negotiations, they have decided to build an underpass so that staff can get from one side of the farm to the other once the train is built. Um, Because otherwise you would just have this track straight in the middle of the orchard. Um, So that's what's being built right now. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Did they have a choice or was the high-speed rail authority like, we're taking this? There, There's definitely a negotiation process. Diana Gomez explained that to me. Another one of the reasons why this is taking so long and costing so much money is because they made estimates of how much they would have to pay for people's land back in the day when this idea was conceived. The value of people's land, especially farmland, went up. You know, they have had to pay a lot more money. Plus, there are active lawsuits that have been going on for years. It's not just land. It's not like, you know, I just bought this property and decided to become a farmer as, as my career as a yeah. young adult. It's These are multi-generational businesses, right. you know, with immigrant roots. You know, it's part of their heritage. So it's... It's very emotional, and they definitely pushed back. Obviously, at this point, we're now concentrating on the Central Valley. Do people from the Central Valley think that that train is supposed to be for the L.A., San Francisco crowd? Yes. And they do not like that. It's hard to generalize because, I mean, I hear so much negativity all the time, but of course there are people who support it. The debate about the high-speed rail is a really good representation of how a lot of residents of the Central Valley feel about the state government, what the state government spends money on. I hear from people all the time telling me we could have used that money on something else. One of the biggest things people say, we could have used that money for water infrastructure, water for farming. We need a reservoir. It's just two different ways of thinking. Other than thinking that the government's misspending money or that the money could be used for something else, what are some other reasons people from the Central Valley just don't like the rail? I think they're upset because this isn't something that they feel they asked for, especially this new phase. The whole concept behind the project was connect the Bay Area first to the Central Valley and, you know, bring investment and bring businesses and bring people who would want to take advantage of affordable housing in Fresno but work in the Bay Area. Now the plan is 
here, Central Valley, we're giving you the high-speed rail. And I think a lot of people are saying, why would we need this? You get off a train in Merced, you need to get an Uber or rent a car. Yeah. You know, you need your car. Yeah. So it's a different community. It's a different way of life. Well, that's one of the big questions I had was like, who is this high-speed rail for? Even when it was supposed to go from L.A. to San Francisco, I mean, personally, it might be cool to jump on a train just to go to L.A. and be there in a few hours, but it wasn't, didn't really feel like it was for me. And I wonder, from the Central Valley's perspective, who do they assume is going to be using this? I think that people who are involved in the project and support the project are looking at the long game and saying, you know, in 2033, when the San Francisco to L.A. connection is expected to be projected to be complete, the train will serve those individuals who want to come to the Central Valley for whatever business or want to maybe live in the Central Valley and work in the Bay Area. What are some of those reasons that people are saying this could actually be a good thing, like residents of the Central Valley are saying that? So I spoke with uh, Morgan Doizaki. Can I take a photo of you? Who is the general manager of Central Fish Company. That is a business in Fresno's Chinatown, which is a very, it's a community in need. You know, Chinatown has always had a tough time. Uh, I think if you look at our area right now, it's still very blighted. It's conscious disinvestment in one of the oldest neighborhoods in Fresno. He showed me how construction has kind of affected his business and the foot traffic. And I just hope it doesn't get worse. And if they do make it worse, try to do something to help. He's one of the people that I spoke to who said, Fresno needs something like this. I'm for it. You know, yes, 2027 is a long time, but I'm not going anywhere. So I would love to see 10 years from now, Chinatown be a very thriving district like it was in the past. You know, they've been working on revitalizing downtown for a really long time. And they have um, Bitwise, which is kind of like a tech startup hub, um, more like young people getting together. And I think that community does see the benefit of having a high-speed rail train station in downtown Fresno. Fresno would be uh, a meeting point. You know, there are conventions here that people from the Bay Area could then join or attend. Um, so I think he's one of the people who is a fan of this and is supporting it, but he's thinking, let's just get this done sooner rather than later, because in, at this point, they're just in survival mode. We're getting strangled to death. It's a slow death right now to a lot of people. I mean, Since you're from the Central Valley, I'm curious, what's at stake if the, the rail does not get built? I actually recently saw a posting on a website of a group that has been involved in um, filing lawsuits in Kings County, a lot of farmers opposing high-speed rail construction. After um, Governor Newsom's announcement, they published a blog post in which they said, what can you do if the high-speed rail is never built? Can you get your land back? And what would that process entail um, wow. in case that happens? Right. And so I asked the high-speed rail authority, um, what would happen, you know, if all of these dispersed construction projects um, stayed 
construction projects and never turned into track, let alone train. And um, (laughs) the spokeswoman said, the premise of this question is that we will shut down the work that is already done in the Central Valley, which is not something we are going to do. Okay. There you got it. On record right there. There you go. Ain't going to shut it down. Nope. Did you get on record that they're going to build the rest? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think there's just a lot of doubt because it's kind of anybody's guess what's going to happen. Alex Hall is KQED's Central Valley reporter. The High Speed Rail Authority is still committed to building the rail from San Francisco to L.A. And they say they're making small moves to get there. But still, Alex says the biggest fear from many people in the Central Valley is that the rail won't be completed. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. I'll talk to you Friday. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.